Okay, hey fam, uh, hope everyone is bashing their goals and achieving their dreams and aspirations. This is Karan Parwani, founder of We Do We Consult, KaranParwani.com, and The Karan Parwani Show. This show is all about marketing and entrepreneurship, insights of which will be delivered by inspirational folks who have done some amazing stuff in their life and their career. So again, uh, we are back with a very, very special guest, a mentor of mine, my go-to person for all of my social media strategies, client agency memes and to keep myself updated in the digital marketing ecosystem he talks in the sweetest available voice in the digital marketing space uh, a digital mm-hmm. marketer academician founder of a prestigious digital agency Ecomi, founder of a digital marketing training institute digital scholar author of three books social media for business 101 content marketing tips on social media and the latest one which is launched recently become a brand which I have ordered and it should arrive soon from Amazon. Um, he loves training and carries more than 14 years of industry experience. Also, he crossed 50,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is a massive success for a digital marketer in times where channels like T-Series have surpassed 100 million subscribers. All right. Someone whom you might assume to be knowing Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> personally or expecting to know how to hack someone's Facebook account just because he's a social media expert. So with applause, welcome Saurav Jain on the show. Welcome Saurav, bye. Namaste. <laughs> hey Karan, namaste. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Pleasure being here. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, so Saurav, uh, you know, I know you when, I mean, when I, I started following you since 2017, when I completed my digital marketing course from DSIM. And you're a fan of and uh, so before we go ahead, Saurabhai, we have an oath ceremony, which we always do. All right. So what you have to do is you have to take your right hand. All right. Here. And say that I, Saurav Jain. I, Saurav Jain. Do swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. Do swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. And reveal all my social media secrets for people to go and use them. <laughs> And I should reveal all the secrets of social media marketing for people to go and use them. Great. Thank you so much, Bhai. So, Saurabhai, uh, I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience which doesn't know who Saurav Jain is from A to Z and how you started your journey in digital and what are your future plans with Echo of Me and Digital Scholar. Uh, thank you, Karan. So, I started my agency almost eight, now it's going to be nine years in Jan. And uh, it's been nine years that I've been running an agency based out of Chennai. Pretty much a lot of clients from Chennai that we've been handling, some of the top brands and some of the brands who has global presence, but they are rooted from Chennai. So that's, so most of my experience in the industry comes from my practice. And I strongly believe that um, when you practice more, you learn more. And when you learn more, you grow. So uh, that's have, that's been my secret of who I am today. So I uh, just do not believe in looking into what others are doing or what's happening on the internet. I practice uh, and uh, when I practice, uh, I practice with different verticals. So I work with a jewelry brand to a salon to a real estate to B2B IT. I work with uh, industries. Uh, I work with healthcare. I work with personal brands. So I work with education industry, I work with events. So I work with different verticals and I'm very choosy. My entire organization is very choosy with who we want to work with. And uh, this is also because 
I'm very selfish about my own learn learning experience. So I really pick up my clients who we believe have budgets. One second, who I believe that are uh, that we can bring some justice to. So you know we can do some justice to. So that's the core component how we pick up clients. So that's pretty much from my agency point of view. I started my schooling here in Chennai. Um, I was born and brought up here. I did my post graduation from University of Leeds. Uh, I did my masters in international marketing management. Started my career quite early at the age of 17. Uh, I was a content writer in an agency, so I learned the art of SEO there. Until date, uh, I believe strongly in SEO and organic traffic. That's why you will see a lot of my blogs ranking on Google search results, yep. as well as on YouTube search results. Yes. So on an average, I see almost about a lakh uh, visitor on my blog. And most of this, 80 to 90, I would say 70 to 80 percentage is organic. 20, 30 percentage, they come and search for Saurabh Jain. So that's like the brand which is built so far. Uh, that's, so basically, I do three things now. I have my own personal brand, which is SaurabhJain.com. I have an agency, which is Ecomi. And there's a team of 50 people working in Chennai with me. Amazing set of people, great designers, great ideators. So a lot, lot of my creative dependency on them. Uh, and third is my uh, new venture, which is four months old. It's called Digital Scholar. Uh, this is my baby, which I have just given birth to. And uh, I'm currently nurturing it. It's still in a lot of incubation, uh, but uh, it's shaping up really well. And so it's, it, it's a very highly aspirational uh, brand that I want to build with Digital Scholar. That uh, uh, I always say this, that we are digital scholars and we are awesome. So that's pretty much about me. Wow. I mean, that's so, such an amazing, you know, list of achievements and, you know, the projects which Saurav is working upon. And uh, I think, you know, starting with, I mean, one question which um, I had was when I read about Digital Scholar. So, you have labeled it as India, uh, India's first agency-based learning institute. So, can you just brief us about what an agency-based is and how did the idea prosper into an amazing training establishment? So, when I was in University of Leeds, um, I had an agency style learning environment. Wow. So today who I am, uh, a lot of my, I believe that education changed me. Uh, I come from a Marwari background, a little orthodox family. I lived in an area in Chennai called Saukarpet uh, where a lot of Marwaris exist. Okay. Uh, I studied in a Jain school, uh, again, a lot of North Indians. Uh, so pretty much my mindset was confined to whatever was happening in that area. So when I went to Loyola, which is one of the best colleges of India, and again, one of the best here in Chennai. So my perspectives of life changed. My ed the education model there, the environment there completely changed my entire overview of how I should look at life. I made a lot of friends who were Catholic, Christians, uh, who were uh, basically from different backgrounds. So I really started understanding culture better. And I was not confined to where I was. Uh, and there was a cultural shift when I went to UK because um, a lot of Indians there do not really come for education, but they come there for fun. So that was like a cultural shock. So I was not, so I was not, I was not shocked by the fact that uh, I was not shocked by looking at the culture there, but I was shocked by the fact that people from India were not there for actually learning. So having said that, one of the best experiences of Leeds was. Um, I was working like an agency there. So we had two semesters overall and each of the semester, uh, we were given a choice uh, to choose our own agency members in second one, but the first one, we never had a choice. So I used to work with different people from different, work, from different countries and it was an amazing experience, a lot of fights, a lot of arguments, a lot of synergies. 
but a, a overall understanding of how beautiful it is to work in a team so i realized that uh, all my agency learning actually uh, um, came from there so i really understood how it is to work in team and how it is to manage a team and how it is to fight with uh, someone and bring things to conclusion so all of these happen only because i was in that learning environment if it's been an individual focus then it won't really make a huge difference so what we did at digital scholar i brought the same learnings uh, so i have i'm a big fan of learning new things and then i try to learn those things and implement it in my business uh, and for my clients so this was the first thing which i implemented so today at digital scholar people when they join in they don't work as an individual so the the synergy and the energy of the group is very high because they come the first day they form an agency their agency has a name their agency has a tagline uh, they are uh, given brands to handle when they're doing google advertisements they're working on a real time client as a team when they're doing facebook advertisements they're working on a real time client they literally go to a client's place to manage their instagram for them so this is typically like it's not like an it's not like a educational program yes. it's like a three month digital marketing work experience so pretty much i even allow them to write this on their resume uh, that you know you're not a digital scholar student but you're a digital scholar literally trainee uh, i would say or uh, uh, digital marketing trainee so you can even put that in your resume so that uh, you can uh, go out and share the experiences of practically working so i'm not here uh, in the business of Uh, uh like many other courses in india i'm not here to really uh, you know make money uh, just by launching something random because if i had to do that i would have done that 6 years back because i've been teaching digital marketing for last 10 years now been doing corporate trainings so i wanted to give my time i wanted to build a infrastructure have my own uh, way of dealing with this i had to put i have i'm putting entire process where even if i have to replicate this model in any other part of the world it has to be growing by in, like an agency so they have leaders inside the agency they have uh, uh, pretty much mentors so it's typically what an agency would require is what we are trying to give them here inside this organization correct so it means you are driving this from the certificate orientation what people have you know they they join a course to get the certification but you're driving them towards what the real thing would be after they finish their course so you're already making them experience how is it how the life is in the course itself right pretty much so i i always tell them this that uh, i really don't care about certificates okay. and i tell them if you want to grab certificates grab it these are the links <laughs> this is how you can do it but i tell them that the certificate that you will hold from here should hold any value so even when they are done mock interviews i have uh, framed them into the resumes to their video resume uh, to how they have to pitch to uh, an interview and not like a recruiter but like a client uh, so there's a mock interview they are typically going through the process so they are literally learning how to pitch a client so that they can get into an agency easily but not how to get the job so that's not what i teach so i teach them how do you go pitch them when you go meet them for the first time basically so that's what you know every agency should india should focus upon and not you know just uh, distributing certificates and then making money only on the name of the certificates right like you will get right. google certified so that google tag has been attached so that's what drives a lot of people to conversions <laughs> that's crazy so right. uh, 
Sarvai, there's one thing, you know, which has been recently hitting a lot of, uh, you know, people on Facebook and Instagram that they have started to hide number of likes, you know, they're testing this the same in Australia and other developed countries. So what according to you made Facebook break this long practice and tradition of showing likes, comments and shares and why is it happening? So the thing is, uh, there's a lot of human psychology involved in this whole process. Uh, the whole idea, I somewhere feel that it's a great thing. Because in the last 10 years, people have judged themselves. They are judging people on the basis of number of followers, number of likes they get. Your brain starts thinking that way, right? When you post something and you're not getting enough likes, but somebody else is getting enough likes, you start comparing. Uh, and this is becoming a core reason for anxiety, depression. I know a lot of people are not using Instagram. They're taking breaks from Instagram and they stop using it for a very, very long time. And when I asked them why, they said that I believe now I found why, what was making me unhappy. So I think it's in a way good that you, don't, you can't really look at someone's profile and judge how popular he or she is. But you can always look at how, how much traction are you getting, but then there's no comparison. So you will always be satisfied with what you receive than in comparison to put yourself low. So I believe, if this is the reason why Facebook is doing it, I think it's a tremendous move. A lot of people say that, you know, this is not the way marketing would work. How will you judge? I always feel today when you boost the post, you see random people liking. Correct. Thousands of people liking and I don't even know who they are, where they come from, what is the purpose of liking, but they're just liking for the sake of liking. Sometimes I believe that maybe Mark Zuckerberg has hired certain set of people to do this. <laughs> Right. So, so I believe liking is not a way to judge someone or a campaign, but I believe shares and comments will define. So the gradual shift will happen. People start expecting more comments, more shares. So they will drive more con content, which will drive engagement than just random piece of happy Diwali. So, so I believe it will, it will head towards creating quality content because if, there's no metrics to evaluate or compare likes. Then you will start comparing comments and to get comments, you need to create that kind of content. So I think it's, it's a healthy thing overall. Yes. So it will, you know, a lot of businesses are now focused towards, you know, getting more conversion, getting more the objective focus, you know, they're not just there for, I mean, I have to get the likes and comments. I mean, if they move ahead, they would think about their objective. Why are they doing Facebook ads? They have to drive conversions and not just likes and everything. So great. Sort of by your insights on it would you know enlighten a lot of people and they would appreciate that what Facebook is doing. So, uh, so my next is uh, something important, which is what something people seem to misunderstand misunderstand about sort of Jen. Like, <laughs> what something that they misunderstand about me? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I really do not care about what people misunderstand about me because I think yeah. it's their perspective about me yes. so let it be uh, and uh, I it, it doesn't bother me about what is someone's perception about me okay. because I have been there uh, I've done that and I have moved beyond that now uh, because the more you start thinking about what are people perceiving about you how they judge you uh, I strongly believe that you waste your time thinking about it so I am over it now uh, and I, I don't think it, it, it really matters to me if somebody is misunderstanding me because if they don't know the reality and they are creating their own perceptions, let it be. So I believe um, a lot of people might have been thinking that 
okay he's not easily approachable it's not easy to talk to him um and all of these thoughts but when they meet me in person they realize that it's not the same person who they actually saw virtually yeah. because virtually i have my own inhibition i keep certain time uh, only for replying to people but there's so much to reply to so hundreds of people commenting uh, and dming so who do you respond to who do you not and it's also my choice of do i really want to collaborate with everyone uh, it's also because you have to give 100% to someone you're committing to right just because we have this whole uh, um, culture of connecting with everyone and anyone on the internet today uh, we believe that we should just possibly uh, take every conversation very seriously every relationship very seriously virtual relationship very seriously i think it's a choice so i go by that rule very strongly i believe if this connection is going to help each other then let's drive the conversation if it's not then there's no point driving this conversation uh, because you need to put that energy even to drive that first initial conversation so do i really want to put that energy is the question so i believe this is my principle of working on the internet Absolutely. because yeah so because it's i have certain goals that i want to achieve via internet and i have to go back to sleep peacefully i have to go back to my family so i just do what i can do in the time and the limitations that i have so that's 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 most important for me right now and as long as i'm making my money and i'm happy uh, i believe i'm uh, pretty much justified uh, by the fact that uh, internet is uh, you know i internet is available for everyone but it's your choice who do you want to connect with that's yeah. that's the most important thing absolutely and i think you run ads every single day so you are expected you know, people expect you to respond right i mean when you run ads i mean you should you would be having hundreds and thousands of dms every single day or every single week so it's a kind of a pressure you know when people uh, they go they don't get a response and then they start you know misunderstanding that's what they would misunderstand ki you know uh, that sort of is not responding so that's what you so your I point also, so i outsource a lot uh, of this to people in my team to respond yeah. to people yes uh, but a lot of time the dms are like hi hello sir 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 aap kaise ho sir sir aap cute ho sir this that so you know i i somehow feel that uh, there's a lot of these hi hello uh kaise ho uh, these are the kind of dms which i get a lot okay. so i don't know if i really say if i somebody saying hi and if i say hi then i'm just going to chat with the person so i don't so if somebody's posting a question i have a lot of auto reply set like somebody asking where do i learn i have auto reply set or uh, which course should i do i have a auto reply set yeah. so a lot of frequently asked question i have set a auto reply and i kept it that way it's also i have very clear i when i see person asking question beyond my limitation which i can answer i send them my consulting link because i get paid for consulting today so how, why do i give free ka gyan it's always important for you to know people do not value free ka gyan people value gyan where they believe that they have paid for it so i do share link out of 10 links of consulting that i share i see one or two people purchasing it so i'm happy addressing those people very seriously because they have paid for my time and i think the time is money today so i think everybody should learn trying to grow your internet and empire you need to basically value time of people and of people who are trying to teach both both ways basically yeah great great insights sort of so we what we learn with you know what sort of i said that i mean if you have something 
never do it for free <laughs> if you are graded something never do it for free <laughs> don't don't do it for free because uh, initially like when i started 2009 10 11 12 13 a lot of things delivered was for free talks were for free and that was to build my brand Absolutely. and once it is built i don't think i want to really exchange or trade anything right now for uh, with time so i'm like if you want to buy my time please pay and i'll do complete justice to the time that you purchased like great. that great okay. imagine ahead, yeah. i run a social media cooking show where everyone comes and cooks their digital strategy all right so you are one of the finalists of that particular show and it is time for you to prepare the best facebook and instagram strategy both in terms of organic and paid ads so what recipe would you take to win the cooking show which will fetch you a beautiful trip to the bahamas okay but you'll have to give me a situation uh, who am i cooking for so a real estate developer <laughs> perfect so let's say if it's a real estate client and i want to really put across a strategy which is both organic and paid um first of all organic in the real estate space is less likely to happen yeah. because um, the the industry is becoming extremely competitive and it's dom- and it's being dominated by some of the giants like uh, magic breaks uh, you have roof and flow and then you have housing.com so they are dominating the search engines uh so to compete with them who have like a crazy big su team becomes it's 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 very challenging so to achieve something organic uh would be only involving influencers and and when i say influencers it would be the very own set of customers uh so if they become their influencers and they they given incentives to actually share the stories of how happy they are uh that's number 1 uh with their with the purchase of the home with respect to the service with respect to the quality with respect to the builders uh, uh, way of treating them with respect to the money the way money was managed uh, so overall experience of staying in the property if the customer share that story on social media that's number one it adds a lot of value number two is if these customers are also encouraged to create enough social proofs which is video content uh which is going to go on the google my business page of the property because that's what people judge uh, any business today by looking at google reviews especially in the real estate space so they write a lot of these on the reviews review websites they write uh, this on google my business page they get these videos also which is uploaded the the brand gets the video also uploaded on google my business this is the best that you can do organically for this business at this point of basically populating enough social proof on the internet is one of the biggest game changers for the real estate industry and by looking at the reputation of the builder online by searching for so and so brand complaints uh, you will be in a position to judge how good the brand is or how well it is perceived because the person who is wanting to pur- purchase the property and invest a lot of money is definitely going to search for reviews first so for that review if you can get a lot of people write about you uh, for the exact keyword the brand review uh, so that there is a, always a contradictory point for example when i say contradictory if there's any enough negative you build enough positives so a person is in a confused state of mind to judge whether it is good or whether it is bad because if he only reads negative because internet is full of negativity than positivity for any business uh, because people generally go and rant than appreciating you need to build the culture of appreciation when you build the culture of appreciation 
you actually start seeing a lot of difference for your brand. So that's one of the most important things that you got to do on the internet by building a reputation uh, online, uh, by making people write positive stuff, you incentivize this, they generally won't write. So what do we generally do? We give them like a free photo shoot uh, for the family and it inspires them. So when you give them a free photo shoot, they come all decked up. And when they come all decked up, you give them uh, great uh, photographs in return of this. You ask them for a, a testimonial, a video testimonial. This is a little that you can ask. Working with real estate, you have to understand that the budget defines the success for any business, uh, especially specifically in the real estate space. Uh, this largely depends upon how um, successful the brand is in the offline space in terms of their branding effort and the advertising effort versus not visible at all. For example, I have worked with brands who have spent crores of rupees offline. And for them, when we run online campaign, the, the quantity on the quality of leads is brilliant. Because the moment they see the brand name, they connect that with buying homes, they immediately apply for it. And also it's largely dependent upon how big is the horizon for the real estate player. For example, I have worked with real estate guys where the home is in one corner of the city. And if nobody wants to purchase home in that corner of the city, you do whatsoever. It's not going to sell. The location defines the success of the particular property. So price and location, these are two important parameters, even if the builder is not very reputed. So when it is a reputed builder offline, online, it is easy success for us because it's like this. Somebody's made an inquiry for a particular property. If he's not convinced for that property, you have another hundred properties to show. But if you're only looking for a lead for a particular property alone, and there are enough competitors in the same area, then it's going to be very difficult for you because people today just do not apply for one property. Everybody says the same thing. Amenities, uh, uh, book before so-and-so will give you one BHK, some kind of kitchen free. All of them have the same story to say, and there's no big differentiation. So what matters here is how do you pace it up? So sometimes you always say go big bang, like 10,000 leads and three months full focus, 10,000 leads all across, ensure that you get the maximum mileage online, connect that with a little bit of offline, get 10,000 leads and aim at a certain percentage of conversion out of it. This is one of the best ways to get the best leads when you launch the property you do a lot of offline drama for it and you have to connect the same offline drama with your online effort wow. and you go big bang like you spend a lot of money to achieve 5,000 10,000 leads wow. so this is one of the paid methods that work brilliant because you are connecting the dots here remember people when they see the ads in the newspaper they don't call they just go and google so on that particular day, if there's enough ads that you actually populate because people are seeing your TVC, they're hearing you out and then they're watching you on newspapers. They're seeing you all across as hoardings. They're seeing your bus bags. But when they see you online is when the transaction starts happening. So your online needs to dominate at that point of time. This is for a big budget client. Now there's a client which is very small budget and he doesn't really have huge pockets. For that client, you've got to basically create a delivery mechanism in a way that benefits the client the most. And when I say delivery mechanism, I basically mean you need to create funnels. In our case, it's always been video funnels, which work brilliantly. Like 
invest in the tallest residential tower in Chennai. So we create a fabulous video which inspires people to look into that video. And whoever has watched 90% of the video becomes my audience. And then I start running my campaign for them. It also, largely, it also largely depends on the history of who has purchased the client's property. Sometimes you understand that the client has only been selling to Brahmins. Sometimes he's been only selling to Muslims. Sometimes he's only been selling to Marwadis. Sometimes he's only been selling to Telugu people living in Chennai. So it's very important for you to dominate that community alone instead of doing random targeting because eventually the traits of this community loves this builder's quality of the way or maybe the builder himself is one of them. You know, so that also defines the success. So there's a lot of science or psychology, I would say, that gets involved in the real estate sale. Again, this is sometimes very subjective to which state of, uh, uh, what do you say, which state the property seller is in. Like if he is going to give you a handover in 2022, then forget if digital is going to work for you. <laughs> if you're going to give a handover to the, to the guy in the first six months in 2020, then you are more likely to see people taking it very, very seriously because people today do not want to invest in a long-term plan, but they want to invest in homes, which is readily available. So they want to get there. So cheaper homes sells faster. Expensive homes need luxurious content strategy. Yes. If you do not do that, then you're wasting your time. Don't get on the internet itself. Do everything offline. Don't get there. If you cannot invest in one kick-ass uh, video to sell that luxurious property, you will never be in a position to sell that up. Then you have to go LinkedIn way, do the LinkedIn marketing, connect with CXOs. So all that has to happen, it might work, it might not work. But you have to make people feel good when they see the property on the internet. So that feel good moment, that experiential marketing through the means of content strategy has to be super strong for an expensive property. And if it's a cheaper property, then it should be all about how you communicate, make it reach to the right audiences and go big bang. So that's my way of doing both offline and online. Wow. I think I, <laughs> I've never heard about the strategy which you told in the organic way. I mean, connecting people, you know, bringing them, giving them incentive in them. I mean, basically generating a UGC, user generated content, which can also right. out, which can make you viral and paid Kabi thing, uh, which is important for, you know, the, the luxurious brands to understand and the low budget uh, brands to understand their audience well and target accordingly on Facebook and wherever they're targeting. Right. Correct. Great. So, I mean, I'll give you an example. I, I'm still 21 and I received an ad from Phoenix. If you know Phoenix company, which is developed uh, market city in Bangalore and all the big malls. So, I mean, I'm Indian, I'm CEO, founder. I don't know if they're targeting up based upon the age or the targeting based upon the position. So I saw the ad which is worth around 15 crore property in Bangalore. So, I mean, are they targeting it wrong or it just, it's just they targeted based on the positions? Like if I'm a co-founder and CEO. I think they're targeting you on the basis of, uh, first of all, if you're in the same vicinity of that area. So maybe if you're in five kilometer radius, yeah. are you? No, I'm not. I'm around 14, 15 kilometers away. Right. Then they're targeting on the basis of your designation. Since you have, this, uh, you have put yourself or uh, your designation says CEO, yeah. then I believe that's the way they're targeting you. Absolutely. Of course, so in LinkedIn, you don't have the age criteria. I don't think so right now. Right. Uh, LinkedIn, they have age criteria. They have. They have age criteria. The guy who has run this campaign has not defined this and that's a mistake. Absolutely. Great. So if I, if I was if I was him, I wouldn't even have targeted 21, even if the person is a CEO. 
because at 21 the ceo is not even figuring out what to do with the ceo status so i would target somebody who's about 27 somebody might contradict saying that i have a home at the age of 21 congratulations to you if you have one but no offense but i'm just saying that most of so if i look at general psychology it would be 27 26 and above and that is the way i would go on linkedin so you can define gender you can define age and you can do linkedin in mail i have tested with linkedin in mail for some of the clients but the property was at a certain place so we targeted senior managers of those companies which was around five kilometer radius of that particular property and it worked so we got about 130 leads and we saw about four conversions in matter of what of 45 days to 60 days so it worked out so uh, always remember people who are running real estate campaign you might see a lot of leads the conversion is less because you're not selling peanuts you're selling homes so don't expect that everybody is going to if people start inquiring like this like the way you get your number of leads and purchase is going to happen it's not going to say 5000 leads might not get you 500 conversions 5000 <laughs> might get you about 50 conversions or 40 conversions again largely depending upon the property price location and how good your brand is offline great wow wow, wow. so Rubai, you won the show you won the you are the finalist and you won the show and you win a trip to bahamas <laughs> thank you i'm waiting for the tickets <laughs> absolutely <laughs> okay um so sorry one question uh, if you could have dinner with any three people either dead or alive who would it be and why any three people, dead yeah. or alive. Yeah. Uh, if it is dead, then I will go meet. Uh, he's not dead. He's. Uh, he's. I will meet Lord Buddha. Okay. Uh, and I will not dine with him, but spend time with him. So possibly for my personal transformation. Very inspired by him and his thoughts. If I see Lord Buddha at the same point of time, on the same page, I see Osho. So uh, both of them have inspired me a lot. Though I'm. Uh, a Jain person, I believe in the beliefs of Lord Mahavi, but I strongly believe in whatever Osho and Lord Buddha has thought, uh, thought to the world. Second is, uh, I would definitely love to meet Neil, uh, and I'm in conversation with him, chasing him, trying to see if he could come to India sometime this year, but it's less likely to happen. Okay. Uh, because I'm very uh, inspired by the fact that uh, Neil is all about content on the internet, you know? There's no, there's no drama, no personal stuff. Uh, there, there's not too much of noise other than just pure content. Yeah. And I think, and, and that's inspiring to just see someone uh, not doing extremely loud drama, but doing, <laughs> but doing sincere work, putting his effort, trying to help the community and build his own tribe by just helping the community with some great piece of content. So that's the second person I would like to meet. Third on my list uh, would be, um, I would say, Jay Shetty uh, and Gaur Gopal Das, uh, because I'm inspired by the way uh, the way they have built their digital identity, uh, purely through the means of inspiring and transforming lives. So there's a lot on the list like that. Uh, and since I've worked with few personal brands on the same page, I always benchmark these guys the way they have been doing. So Sadhguru. Gaur Gopal Das and Jay Shetty. I believe that they, these three guys have really taken internet by the storm yes. uh, by sharing their perspective or knowledge with the mass and they understand what mass wants. So that's the most important thing. You know, they make, 
we, the team is making content which is social media friendly yeah. and that's a lot of things to learn so they are exclusively creating content which is uh, which is going to be there on the internet for Whatever. life Whatever. <laughs> and yeah Amazing. so that's these are these are so many people basically of course i mean we i mean there are a lot of people around us whom we want to you know have a dinner lunch and breakfast every day we want just want to spend with them you know and take everything which they have in their mind and transform into us thank you so much sarvai for getting us know uh, sarvai one thing i think uh, if you are uh, aware about the tiktok thing which is happening so what is your take that the market is showing that 5050 response by the editor community that you know it can go a long way in india and some people are saying it just that you know the dances are happening and there's no relevant audience what do you think about tiktok <laughs> so i am on tiktok uh, last 30 days now yeah. and uh, been posting some pieces of content to just understand and test the market yeah. and i have just realized every time i've done some shitty drama <laughs> i've seen a lot of traction than to the value which i'm trying to provide Okay. You have to understand. People go on TikTok not to learn. Their mindset is not to learn. They look into random content and random people appearing on their timeline, and they spend lot of time just looking at them, liking their post, commenting on someone they don't even know, just because they were dramatically so good. So, in a rural segmentation, TikTok is working brilliantly because for them, internet is about biggest source of entertainment. Yeah. and when into this biggest source of entertainment they either rely on youtube or they rely on tiktok on youtube they discover content to discover themselves Correct. which means they discover to learn or they watch a song yeah. or they basically go in they they, ha- they have a need and youtube addresses it tiktok is like tv channel yeah. like doordarshan uh, or i would say like those channels at that point of time which will not give you a schedule but will keep playing things back to back and you will be keep will keep watching to understand what's going to come next and you'll spend hours watching everything that you see because you just want to see for the sake of seeing it so tiktok has become that today where you know everything there i i spend about almost 30 minutes today to just look at uh, some random people dancing and going emotional and making their kids dance but what i what inspired me was that the fact uh, a lot of rural people a lot of aunties a lot of women working in villages i could see that from the background uh, from their kitchens from the way they are uh, inside the farm if they are using tiktok and if they are able to create content which is the future of this country uh, it's more likely it's like a 50-50 scene right now yeah. it can but do not underestimate the power of what mark can do Mark can kill any brand he wants. Yes. Like he killed, he killed uh, Snapchat. Um, Snapchat. Yes. Nobody spoke about Snapchat in 2019. No one at all. It was like, yeah, it just exists. Other than using those fancy filters, so the women look a lot better with those lipsticks. The guy has a lot better hair and shades to wear. There was nothing more on the platform. That's number one. So Snapchat was totally off the track. uh tiktok is a lot of pr done remember this there's a lot of pr tiktok india has a strong team and they are getting a lot of pr done there's a lot of negative pr ki tiktok ko ban karenge ban karenge so everybody started looking at oh wow what tiktok is let's look into it kya hai tiktok kyun ban karna chahte hai aisa kya hai tiktok mein people are showing cleavages so people and if that's what 
is being uh, talked about in these messages the moon actually to go and check ki kya kiske cleavages yeah let me go and explore too so so it's 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 about the negative publicity then talking about tiktok is crossing the number of views tiktok is the next big thing in the country tiktok advertising guys are chasing agencies to invest uh, so basically it's pretty much going on the facebook model but remember instagram can always change the game if it could replicate snapchat 100% then they can replicate tiktok 100% too absolutely but again if you look at the quality of people on tiktok somewhere i feel that the quality of people on tiktok versus quality of people on instagram there's a massive difference i've not put anyone up or down here i don't want to underestimate anyone because some people have really built their brand pretty strong with tiktok itself connecting with a lot of people in rural india so it do exist i am right now investing in one of the campaigns for one of our clients to see what kind of mileage we get out of it the tractions are cheaper you have to minimum spend about 50000 that's the kind of budget you got to park if you're running a campaign on tiktok so there's a lot of these uh, things which might uh, you know only after i see results i'll be in a position to comment but a lot of challenges on tiktok if you look at a lot of challenges on tiktok uh, it's actually gone viral on tiktok you know thousands of people taking up any challenge up there yes. and celebrities once celebrity starts staging drama on tiktok the the world will move towards that way absolutely like twitter twitter was the first then instagram then now it's getting on to tiktok but i believe every year there'll be a birth of a new platform uh and a death of an old platform so what will stay consistent what will stay there forever is uh your visibility on search engines uh youtube is where people are not focusing a lot of people are shifting their focus but discoveries are going to happen on youtube so you have to be youtube focused that's number one you are right second blogging is going to be there because people will not stop searching third coda coda is not where people focus on but i have seen a lot of benefits of coda for myself for my personal brand for my institute because coda is where they want to pick up really serious answers coming from people yes. Yes. so when people are in need Yes. and they discover you there's nothing like it so build your brand your base here for sure because search is never going to stop so search is going to continue and it's going to get better and better and better so do not lose your focus from here absolutely wow <laughs> so you already started advertising on tiktok so i think we can also expect a blog post on when you have finished your analyzing results and you know what you learned from tiktok so um guys there good insights you know you're getting so don't just go to tiktok to see some people dancing but go and learn something from editor because the people like digital pratik you know so started creating content like gary v is there so you can learn a lot from tiktok too great saurabh bhai i think uh, you have shown a completely different perspective of how tiktok works and thank you so much for it uh okay so sure um so one is regarding it's regarding linkedin which is going through massive change both in terms of organic and paid right so organically we can see that the quality content is getting good engagement and you know if we use paid ads correctly it can it can get us a lot of results so let's take an example of a marketing consultant who is an independent and has to generate customers from linkedin advertisements so what would he do to achieve that and what are your thoughts on linkedin organic content how is it going so linkedin uh, organic content for businesses is a challenge 
business page is the biggest challenge but linkedin for personal branding works brilliantly so linkedin is more of a professional networking platform correct if you're doing something for a business page i have worked with companies where we have built a model of having a employee advocacy programs where the 30 top managers of the organization is supposed to like that particular company's update and we will even track who is doing who is not doing and report to the ceo on a day to day basis by doing so you ensure that the content on the page uh, when somebody likes it creates a post or a story on his timeline or her timeline that he has liked so and so update it reaches to a very relevant audience because top guys of the company connect with the top guys of other companies so there's an so there is a if you're doing a business page kind of attraction then you also have to activate your employees personal branding the top guys especially and give them a goal to connect with the right kind of audiences and keep their linkedin pretty active and one of the biggest activity that they got to do is keep sharing the content that the company is sharing this is a process that we have set for a b2b it company in the past and it worked for them uh, in the second case is where you create a uh, the model of uh, what do you say um, uh, how do you build up uh, the entire personal brand for an individual a small medium business owner got to tell his own stories share his success cases share his case studies and that's how he's more likely to build his linkedin personal brand so these are two important things to look at great great thanks so much saurabh bhai and i think you know people should take linkedin seriously if they have to get you know personal branding and inbound inquiries you know when they say you're not getting customers so you have to focus on how you can add the quality value to the market and then people will start you know reaching you out for either services or for jobs and anything so linkedin has become that particular hub for people to go and share their best information like you do on a daily basis you are putting out content on a daily basis and we love your content you know for example you repurpose everything you new things in digital hashtag you do it on linkedin and then instagram but linkedin is the focus point so you where you get the business from actually you make money from there great sorobai thank you so much sorobai uh, one question is what do you fear the most <laughs> that's what, a good question yes what do i fear the most uh can you make it more relevant uh what do you mean like where personally one thing which you will get into your mind it's top of the mind going on i think my biggest fear is that um oh what question <laughs> i'm just thinking take your time yeah so my biggest fear has been that uh, forgetting lines on the stage when you're talking uh, i get to do i tend to get there at times so so that's one of my biggest fears but i think once i start in the flow sets so that's the fear till i get on the stage and i might lose my you know i might not remember the lines and all that so that's one of my biggest fears uh, the second biggest fear that i might possibly i think that's about it that's one of my biggest fears like when you are presenting yourself and you forgetting your lines and then you are stuck uh, and it has happened also so it's not that it's not happened so so that's 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 one of my biggest and i saw you speak on in dmc in mumbai and you were amazing you were the best speaker you know you <laughs> charged the audience a lot you know you were very energetic so that made us feel like yeah you should, we should look up to you if we have to think about speaking on stage in future talking thank you so much 
thank you so much this is like a compliment uh, to me uh, i so i practice my talk before i get on a stage uh, and uh, and that's why so so that you know and and trust me in that day i had dengue so i was running one or one or three so imagine the way uh, i was on the stage so but still we managed to pull it off so that was the best thing and it was nice meeting you there at dlc thank you so much so sorry we have 10 quick rapid fire rounds for you all right rapid fire questions um, which will go within 5 minutes so first question you have maxed out space on your phone all right you have an option to delete one of the apps which can give you a breather in space so the two apps are facebook and instagram so which one will you delete facebook okay <laughs> and youtube or instagram instagram okay uh, chennai or rajasthan chennai okay facebook messenger or email marketing both okay uh, your dreams or society's dreams i don't care about society <laughs> great uh, agency or an independent marketing consultant agency and academician okay um, best advice you have received and the worst advice you have received best advice i have received is uh, believe in yourself and just stop comparing uh, yourself with others okay uh, that's number one the worst advice i have received is uh, uh, q time waste kar raha apni zindagi mein papa ka business join kar le kuch to kar lega so kuch to kama lega that was the worst advice i received from someone who is not doing great business himself so again the society <laughs> yeah society only us uh, but i never heard any of them that's the best thing in my life i never ever heard any one of them trying to put any bullies on me i said i don't care about like that great. amazing amazing and um, your two failures till now which allowed you to learn and move forward uh two biggest failures in my life which allowed me to learn and move forward one of the biggest failures have been uh my ability to not uh drive uh, a lot of decisions at uh, a tough decision making time like poor leadership skills but i think um, that made me learn and made me a better leader with time so only experience makes you one so that was the first thing i think that's a failure uh the second biggest failure is uh, um i believe is um, a campaign with a lot of mistakes which i did but for uh, one of my personal email campaign which went with a lot of errors not one two almost four five so so that's a that's a failure in itself and i saw a lot of people writing to me telling me that you know um, uh, you know pehle apna english sahi karo ye sahi nahi hai wo sahi nahi hai so it was like a nightmare for me it was the first the first few mails which i had possibly sent so the second or third mail had so much mistakes so it was a failure so that made me learn that you know there is no there is no proof reading after it's gone viral so of course amazing i mean i think guys you should learn you know what you should always um, you know 
proofread of what you are sending to your customers or any of your emails because it's going to a lot of people and the society which you live in is very judgmental of what you do. So always make sure that you have grammar or something or a content writer to always read it before you send it out to someone. Great. Um, so by your two success stories you are so happy about, you wish to party. <clears throat> My two success stories. Yes. There are, multi, there are multiple of them. Uh, yeah. So I've been successful in marketing a lot of events uh, across the country for various uh, companies, uh, right from one of the biggest kids carnival in the Chennai to one of the biggest leadership summit of the country. Uh, so we're able to help them in driving sales for them uh, or achieve X number of people that they've been aiming at. That's number one. Second is... Um, Ability to work with creative mindset uh, and ability to persuade them to take their own decision at a very early age uh, and working with uh, brands uh, like I work with real estate clients where we are, we are consistently working with them for four years, five years. Some of the clients are on an average with us for five years now, more than that. And that's a success in itself. So you don't really have to sometimes go chase client all the time. Because sometimes you build stronger relationship with the existing ones, and that's most important thing. Great, um, of course, or by maintaining relationship with the customers, it's it's a great thing. I recently heard a story where uh, one of the guys just broke the relationship. I mean, they had a three-hour meeting, and then they broke the relationship, and then they burned the bridges. You know, it means they didn't have a contact. You know, so that made future if there's any communication to be done so they cannot do it so that's what I heard and you know maintaining relationships for getting referrals it's for your own sake in the future if they're good if they're but it's okay it's okay to burn the bridges at times yeah. especially when you believe that the client has been extremely disrespectful yes, to you is. in the industry because if the client is not understanding you and uh, he's not paying you uh, and uh, he's creating excuses for excuses and you believe that it's not going to happen for months you've tried to level best refill to for sure so payment so it's okay to burn with just there i mean it's absolutely fine if the clients can cut you off just like that the agencies have equal rights to cut the clients too absolutely and a lot of agencies don't you know they just stay there they don't even communicate to the client that what they're doing wrong they fear what will happen if the client fires them so india india people still fear talking to the customer so that's what we have to let people know that you can you're allowed to do something if the client is not responsive or if he's not respecting you great sort of and your most favorite book ever <laughs> my favorite book is um the power of now i have a lot of books right on the left of my hand um power of nine now power the power of now from Eckhart tolle uh, it's one of my favorite most books because it helps me in believing in the power of now wow <laughs> so strong so guys if you want to read this book the power of now what sort of i told you can go and purchase from anywhere you want great uh so that's a wrap uh, thank you, Saurav Bhai, for coming on the show and enlightening everyone out there, including me. If we even take 10% of what Saurav Bhai spoke today, you, we will achieve great results in our social media efforts. So, okay, guys. So, here was Saurav Bhai. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and investing your time and energy to something productive. You can go ahead and take the show notes at currentparami.com slash podcast. 
two days after this episode is released and start taking action right away. So thank you so much, Saurabh Bhai, for coming. Thank you, Karan. Thank you for having me on your show and uh, wishing you all the best. And I hope uh, you rock it from here. <laughs> thank you so much. So until next time, keep bashing your goals and achieving your dreams. This is your host, Karan Parwani, signing off. Bye. Take care.